Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So welcome to another edition of the Psychobetical podcast. Uh, This is a special um, edition uh, called, well... I think I'm going to call it higher education. This is a like a midweek short little um, a little mini podcast or a, is it a mini sod, as my daughter would tell me. And uh, I think I'm going to call it higher education. I've had lots of good ideas from social media from people telling me what to call it, but higher education is probably uh, a good thing to call it. Not to be confused with anything to do with real education. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, so this so higher education uh, sort of mini podcasts are going to be basically so Q and A's, uh, tips and advice about climbing and uh, mountaineering, and hopefully be less waffly and random than the other things. So I'm sat here. I'm not actually walking for change. I'm sat here looking overlooking the Persian Gulf. There's oil tankers going left and right, and uh, anyway, that's that's all the randomness you're going to get. So. I had a question from um, uh, from uh, George on uh, via Instagram. Um, so he's got a cube, you know. Love the podcast, blah blah blah, all that kind of sucking up stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, then he says, uh, "Now this is going to be such a bone question that I could probably Google it. it must be American. Don't know what a bone question is." Um, but is it the most common practice to put a prussic below the ATC, like in a few of your pictures? I always put them above the ATC when I have bothered to use them. When underneath, would you do anything to stop you? Would they do anything to stop you wrapping off the end of your ropes? Also, any chance when the book is released? Um, so, George, uh, so George is basically writing a book about abseiling. Uh, well, basically, not absolutely, but how to get down off mountains, rock faces, big walls and stuff, including walking, down climbing, abseiling, and all that kind of stuff. So I've been posting pictures on my Instagram from that um, from that book, just like, you know, drip, dripping them out there. And um, so the, the issue of prussic loops, um, first of all, in the book, I actually don't call them prussic loops. I call them, like, hitch... <laughs> hitch cords because uh, I probably have to change it back to prussic loops. So the, the basically idea is the, the the thing is fundamentally often you're not you're not tying a prussic loop and sometimes it's not a loop, it's a cord. Um, so sometimes it's a sling, blah blah blah. So I basically tried to get away from the idea of prussic a prussic loop because people it does seem to confuse some people. Um, I'll explain why that why that is like a problem in a minute. So, f- first of all, George, um, uh, you should always use a backup. You should always use so a backup is basically 
using a Prusik loop as a as a as a third hand. Um, so basically, if you let go of the rope, uh, you're not going to die. Um, so yes, use a Prusik loop. Use a backup all the time. Use it on a single pitch, on a multi pitch. Um, you have to get into the habit of always using one, and you have to get into the habit of not only using one but to also sort of bullying everybody you're climbing with who doesn't use one because it is just uh, it's kind of it should be like standard operating procedure for climbing uh, to use a prusik loop because if you hang it if you like I was talking to a friend of mine recently who had a really bad um, climbing accident abseiling accident and he said that after he had uh, after he'd survived he basically fell you know 40 meters and somehow bounced off lots of things and survived um he said actually after after he'd you know come out of hospital months later with a broken back and everything else uh loads of people came up to him who were like really experienced climbers and told them that they'd had like abseiling accidents or near-death accidents um so there's a there's a there's a there's a great deal of like underreporting in uh in climbing basically people like to cover up their uh their the stupid shit they do really i was actually thinking of doing a podcast a weekly podcast called um <laughs> basically called fuck ups basically where i just I tell you all the fuck ups i've done in my own climbing as a way of sort of getting other people to talk about them more often um but uh, a, a great a, a lot of the accidents or near accidents I've uh, I've heard about I've seen I've you know people have told me about involve kind of losing control uh, of the ropes. So the, the the equivalent to everyday life is basically the seatbelt. Um, like when the seatbelt first was introduced, everyone was uh, like, "Oh God, I don't need this." I remember like people were selling T-shirts with a, like a black stripe across them, so people could wear a T-shirt in the car, and people would think they had a seatbelt on, which is kind of, kind of ridiculous, really, because a seatbelt is a really, really good uh, a good thing to have. Uh, they don't they don't work if you go off a cliff and uh, your car's rolling down the hill, you just fly out the window. But um, for a, for a, for a front-on collision, like a seatbelt is, uh, is really, really handy. So with a seatbelt, um, like I can remember when people didn't have seatbelts and I, you know, you didn't have to wear a seatbelt on the back of the car and things. And if you, if you travel around, like here where I live, people don't wear seatbelts. Uh, if you get in a taxi, often there's no seatbelts in the taxi. And uh, it's kind of scary, like hurtling down the... The, the motorway, you know, like 70 miles an hour and no one's got a seatbelt on and the drivers here are p- pretty shocking. So, the, yeah, not having a seatbelt is a bit like not having a Prusik loop. You want to get to the point where you've got so used to using a Prusik loop, not only do you feel very, very exposed um, when you don't have a Prusik loop on, which, which you are, but you also need to... Um, feel that when you see somebody else without a prusik loop on that they're actually doing something sort of dangerous because uh the not like it's not necessarily always about killing yourself um if you're at a crag and someone has an accident or you have an accident you are you are causing a great deal of distress and you're causing a great deal of uh worry and trauma to people around you uh you know, and the mountain rescue teams and the helicopter and all this kind of stuff. So to just 
just just spend like five seconds putting a prusik loop on and taking a prusik loop off and learning how to use it properly and telling other people how to use it properly and just being a hard ass about it is probably the best investment in your time as a climber that you'll ever do you know you people hang off old people spend like hours putting fingerboards up inside their house and never be using them so invest the same amount of time in using a prusik loop and um, full disclosure i went years and years and years and years without using a prusik loop and i um because i was from that generation where you didn't use a prusik loop you you sometimes tied a knot in the end of the rope and the idea was that if you lost control then the knots were going to stop you but if you ever see someone falling, um, like 60 meters is a very, very long way. Like if you fall, if you lose control and you fall 60 meters, when you're bashing down, <laughs> bashing down the rock and you know probably like landing on the ground from 60 meters, you're, you're either going to die or you're going to be s smashed to pieces. So the idea that these knots on the end of a rope are, are there for anything other than to stop you from absolutely off the end of your rope. You know, that's, that's what they're for. Um, some people in the past used to do stuff like wrap the rope around their leg and uh, stuff like that. But if, you're, um, if a rock like smacks you on the head, you generally, you're generally gonna end up sort of hanging upside down. Um, the, the chances of that rope staying wrapped around your leg are kind of minimal. And, uh, and it's, just a, it's just a pain in the ass, really. Like, just, just put on a prosthetic. So, so, yeah. So invest in a prusik loop and use it and tell everybody else to use a prusik loop. So like in the in the book, the, there's probably like about three or four thousand words just about prusik loops, how to use them, different knots, blah blah blah. So I'll, I'll keep it quite I'll keep it kind of simple. So the 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 two the two primary well first of all what prusik loop are you gonna use? Now I use a um, a prusik cord which is a 70 centimetre length of five millimetre cord with um, 70, 70 centimetres with two knots tied in the end. So um, one, knot is, one knot is quite small, the bite on the knot, it's just an overhand knot it's with the bite, it's quite small, and the other one's a bit larger. And the larger one is, allows you to feed um, Lark's foot, the, the Prusik, uh, into, uh, into something else. Um, and the other one's quite small. And when you're tying it, with all with all prusik loops, you need to uh, once you've tied them, you want to like fully weight them, um, get them so they're really really solid, so they so they can't come undone. Uh, I have seen people where their um, their prusik loop actually came undone, so they were you know abseiling down, um, just letting the rope, you know, letting the the prusik like hold them while they were doing something, taking their hands off, and the prusik loop actually came undone. So. Make sure it's like absolutely solid. So you know, clipping something, weight it, make, it, make sure the knot's really solid. Also make sure the 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 tails of the knot are neither too long nor too short. Like if they're too long, they'll get sucked into the prusik knot, uh, which will cause the prusik to uh, to to jam or or maybe even fail or something. So I like to have them probably like the, the the width of your thumb or something so quite 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 small but 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 not so small that they're going to get sucked through and um 
Like prosthetic loops tend to get better with age because they kind of soften up, but you don't want them, you don't, don't keep them for um, forever, like when they start like deteriorating a bit. And a five millimeter prosthetic loop, uh, like a single strand of five millimeter is probably good to about, um, about 400 kilos. So fine, fine for, uh, for, for, for the use of this kind of thing, but, but I wouldn't use it for anything else. It's not, it's, like if it's a prusik loop, like a, a complete loop, it's, it's probably good for like you know, six, 600 kilos. Um, so you, you might be able to get away with it as a thread or something, but not no, it's not ideal. Um, and I also carry a, um, a VT prusik, which is actually a 6.8 millimeter, um, like sort of, Kevlar, Aramid kind of uh, super, super strong Prusik, which is actually very, very um, quite thick and super strong. And I use that for because uh, basically, in if you if you're in a sort of a self rescuey sort of situation, um, you might your your Prusik loop might actually get cold on to hold like quite a quite a big load. Like a, if it snaps, you're probably going to die. So if you're so the best example is if you have a rope that's stuck and you only have one end, the end you're at, um, you're going to have to sort of prusik up the rope. And if the rope comes down, you're going to f- fall down on, onto, the, onto that rope because um, at, at the end of a rope, you'd be attached to the belay. So you're climbing up this rope and you, have to, you can do, do it on your prusik loops. And when, in that situation, you can't really... You have to have some sort of running belay. You have to belay yourself, like you're almost like rope soloing up the rope. And one, one, you you might have a the rope might be clipped into you with a, a clove hitch, and you just keep adjusting the length of the clove hitch as you're jumaring up this rope on your prusik loops. But um, but it's good to have a prusik loop, which if you do fall, um, it's going to invert and hopefully just be an extra thing that's going to stop you uh, stop you dying. So yes, yeah, so having having one really high strength prusik loop. Is a good idea, and then um, and then a, like a, a more disposable sort of five millimeter. You can, like five millimeter is a good diameter. Like I climb on like uh, super thin thin ropes at the moment, just because if you're doing like adventurous stuff and you have to carry your gear like you know a, a day or so into a into a, a route, then um, so I've got like petzl like super thin sort of petzl ropes. Like seven, seven and a half, seven, seven something. So then, uh, um, and the other thing I have, I, I often carry a thing called a, 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 a like a rescue cord, which is like a about four meters of six millimeter cord, and uh, and that's and that's kind of in with my like cordelettes and things. So that that with this with the six mil cord you can use you can use that to set up um, other kind of prusiks for like self rescue or things. So so that's your prusik loop out of the way. Um, so the next two questions, the next two points are: Are you going to have it um, uh, in line or offline? So in line is the prusik loops attached to your harness uh, from like a, the suspension point, which is going to be a belay loop, and it's like in line. Uh, with your with your body, so like if you if it, if it if it actually if it's cold in to actually hold your body, it's going to hold your entire weight, and you're going to be suspended off it as if you are hanging on the rope, so you're completely safe. So so offline is when you have it attached to your leg loop, and uh, the leg loop method is 
is very, uh, it's very, very handy. Like it's where your hand is naturally when you're uh, abseiling, so it's very easy to push the rope down, stop it from locking up. But if you, if you did, if it does get cold onto to work um, fully, so as in, if it's not just holding your your body, it's not just holding the weight of you attached to your um, your uh, your rappel device. Uh, say like, say you're abseiling and the rappel device became detached from your harness so you're, all you were hanging on was your pussy loop on your leg loop then you're basically hanging upside down uh, by your leg loop which is uh, not ideal and there was, a, there, was actually a, there was actually a case of someone who ended up uh, hanging by the leg loop and their leg came out of the leg loop so they're just hanging by one one leg loop hanging there in space until they got rescued so so although it's probably the it's probably the way I've abseiled the most, I just have attached it to my leg loop. I have switched more over to, uh, to like an inline sort of method. And in the book, I've got like a number of ways of using like an inline method uh, for various different things. So, but to use an inline method, you're, a big danger is, is that if your prusik loop um, is it, is, gets sucked up into your belay device, uh, it'll stop it from locking off. So you always have to have like a good distance between your belay device and the and the prusik. So the the primary most well-known way is to use like a, an abseil sling or an abseil lanyard or a cow's tail, which means you extend your your rappel device uh, about 30 centimeters off from your belay loop by using a sling. So you basically lax foot a sling in, tie a knot in the middle, um, clip your your device into that. So it blocks it and then um, and then at the end you have a carabiner that you're clipping it out of and there's various ways of setting up that sling but that's kind of the most simplest way and your prusik loop then attaches to your belay loop so everything is in line and uh, you have a lot more control over your belay device you can see your belay device you're less likely to make a mistake putting it on especially when you're wearing lots of clothes and that is uh, that is like the number one system that, that's worth using. So a lot of climbers, when they're climbing like multi uh, single pitches, they're not going to want to do that. Um, they don't want to get a sling out because they're now down one, one or two pitches. So uh, that's where like the leg loop system is kind of uh, is good. Um, the other way to do it is to carry like I always carry like a like a 25 or 30 centimeter lock draw. Well, I carry carry two of them, which is just a quick draw with a, um, a locker, a really small locker on, on one end and a, and a standard carabiner on the other one. And, and that's, that came about from climbing in like Tuolumne where you might only have like one or two bolts on a whole pitch. So you didn't want the rope to come undone. So I would use that um, for, for, for clipping the rope in. And, um, but anyway, that, that's really handy for extending your belay device uh, for the for abseils where you don't want to bother with a sling so you just clip in the draw with the locker end into your quick draw into your belay loop and then you just clip your belay device into the other end of the draw and um, and just extends it out so you can have your prusik loop uh, in line uh, on, on the subject of lockers I'd always use a small uh, really small like DMM Metolius locker for my prusik loops because again you don't want them to come um, Unclipped, especially if you like taking your hands off. Um, on the subject of taking your hands off, I'm not actually that—I'm never that keen on taking my hands off. If I, so I see a 
I see the rope as uh, the prusik is like a soft lock. It's not like a totally solid hard lock. And sometimes the you know they have they have failed. So they're just there as a as a sort of a, a sort of a fail safe. But if I'm going to stop for a if I'm going to stop properly, I'll always um, tie a knot in the rope so it locks into the prusik, or I'll wrap the rope around my leg, or I'll do do something else. Some guys are going off this motorbike. So the final point is uh, above or below. Now the above method, you see quite a lot of people. It seems to do with, like in Australia, I've seen a lot of people with the above method. Um, also in America, in Europe, people usually usually have it underneath the belay device. And um, the above method, the, the pros of it is the idea is that if you're abseiling and the ropes go through your hands that your the the rope will be held by the by the top um, prusik loop like in reality um, because you're pushing down you're pushing down with your hand uh, on the top prusik loop to stop it from locking up i think there's a good chance that the that you would just uh, instinctively pull on the prusik and it, the rope would probably whiz through uh, anyway so um, I would never like think, oh, I, I won't tie knots in the end of the rope. Um, like it's, sometimes you don't want to tie ends of the rope, ends of the rope anyway, knots in the end of the rope. Um, but if it's dark, uh, you don't know where the ropes are going. You should always tie knots in the end of the rope or, or attach the ends of the rope into your harness, which is a better, a better system. Um, so whether that's going to work or not, um, it's debatable. It's like in your head, yeah, it might, that's a good idea, but in reality, it might not work because generally you tend to just like. Just, you'd probably just end up pulling on the prusik and it would probably not lock up. Uh, also, when it's above the device, you have the entire weight of your body on the prusik loop, um, where when it's below, you only have a small fraction of the weight. You only have the... It's depending on how thick the rope is. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of weight on the prusik is, is minimal um, when it's, like, below the below the device, but above it's, like, the entire weight. So if you if you make the mistake of using the wrong kind of prusik, so this is why I don't like using the word prusik, I know, but I'm using it entirely all the whole time, but a standard sort of classic prusik loop, uh, if you fully weight it above a device, you're probably going to find it's almost impossible to, to undo, so you're going to have to... Uh, you know, like the first time I ever used a backup uh, when I was a kid, I was like practicing and I abseiled off at like an overhanging sort of cliff in Derbyshire. And uh, halfway down, I let the Prusik loop, which is above my device, like lock up. Basically, uh, it locked up completely and I was just stuck there. I didn't have a knife or anything and I hung there for a very, very long time. And eventually, I think I just um, did like a. Uh, just tie, just um, stood up and stood up in the rope and managed to like managed to release it, managed to upsell down. So um, if you're going to use a if you're going to use a prusik loop above, it should you want to use like um, uh, a climb heist or a, like an auto block doesn't really work very well um, above the device. Uh, an auto block is the best not to use probably. Um, a, a VT a VT prusik, I won't try and pronounce what it is, but a VT prusik. Is uh, is probably the best not to use, uh, but you have to learn how to use it. Um, the the te the only time I tend to use a a, a prusik above um, is if I'm passing a knot um, uh, because it's just it's just easier. And then I'll tend to use a VT prusik because a VT prusik you can release it even when you're like fully uh, fully weighting it. So you could almost like abseil down on a VT prusik without a belay device, but don't try that. Um, 
uh, underneath, um, like if you have an inline system, are using a, a plus, are using a, an abseil sling, a lanyard or something, daisy chain, then that is by far the best method um, because it's it will. Um, it will block, if you have knots tied in the rope, it will block them before they reach the device. Like if you have two knots stuck in your belay device with like an inch, <laughs> two inches of rope, like you're pretty limited what you're going to be able to do with that. So, um, yeah, so be below in line, um, that is the best, uh, best way to do it. And, uh, but the number one thing is whatever way you do it, just do it. And also tell other people to do it and say that I told you that to do it and it's... Um, you know, as, as climbers, we, we uh, I just saw, I don't know if anybody else saw, I just saw the, you know, the images of all the climbers who died uh, this year, um, famous climbers, and there was like a hell of a lot of famous climbers who were not on that list. And um, so, yeah, so as climbers, we have to, like, I think we have to like step up a little bit. We have to like get our ass, ass into gear and um, just work out some real, you know, safe working practices and try and tell other people to do it. Like if we were all skydiving, uh, I guarantee that if people were like missing out things, uh, people would get pissed off about it and uh, tell them about it. So, so yeah, so that's um, the end of this uh, mini-sode. And I'm um, sorry there's people talking. And, uh, and I hope you enjoyed it and uh, be safe. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.